combat sports fans, it's time for Strong Style. Impact Media's dive off the top rope into the world of mixed martial arts and professional wrestling. I'm your host, Jeremy, the Impact York. Hope you guys are having a great week so far. We just celebrated Halloween. We get All Souls Day and uh, just another great day. Just It's a fantastic time of the year. We've got the weather changing around here. All kinds of fun stuff. Hope things are good where you guys are at. Before we get started tonight, as always, if you would like to contact the show, you can do so the following ways. You can email us at 3endzone at gmail.com. That is 3, the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook, Impact Media, Strong Style, Jeremy York. Any of those should find us on there. If you're one of those people who likes to just click on a link and listen to a show, which we think is fantastic, you can do so by going to Twitter, at Team Impact Media, and just scroll down to Strong Style, and you can click on it, and it will uh, play right there for you. If you would like to follow uh, me for show notes and more, show links and all that, you can do so at the Impact 99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. And of course, you can find us anywhere that you find a podcast like Spotify, the iTunes Store, or Podcast One. Uh, you should be able to find us all those amazing places. If, if at some point you cannot, just email us, I promise you, or message us at any of those places, and I will I will find a way to get you uh, to the link you're looking for. Uh, tons and tons to talk about. Uh, lots of big stuff going on in the world of professional wrestling. But first, let's talk about... Let's talk about... Uh, I'm going to start with Bellator. MMA had some fantastic stuff going on. We had Bellator 287. Tour 287 from the Lands Cloud Arena in Milan, Italy. Look, the UFC does some great stuff overseas and, and, and things like that. Does some some great um, you know global things, but it's it's scary how good Bellator puts on a show outside the U.S. Uh, it's just incredible. Uh, but let's talk about. Let's talk about the uh, the main event. Adam Piccolotti versus Monsor Barnau. Uh, I, I, I really I think that's how you say it. Um, what a what a fun fight this one actually was. Ultimately, it ends when uh, Monsor gets the submission win over Piccolotti. Uh, a lot of people thought this was Piccolotti's coming out party, but Monsor had different ideas. So uh, just shows you how competitive the lightweight division is. And uh, I look forward to see what both of these guys are going to be doing going into the future. Uh, we had the middleweight fight that was the co-main event. Fabian Edwards gets the decision win over Charlie Ward. Fabian Edwards, look good. Charlie Ward was hanging in there and, and doing some good stuff as well. He had his moments in this one. But in the end, it's Leon Edwards' little brother, Fabian Edwards, who 
wins his middleweight bout and uh, continues to, to run up the standings. Uh, third fight they had on the card, Tim Wilde got a decision win over Saul Rogers. Both these guys, man, you could line them up and, and they could fight for days, and, and I feel like it's going to go to a decision. They are both good enough to put, you know, to end fights, but neither one of them are going to give in. And that's that's basically what happened here. Is this was going to go to decision? This was a, a fight of the United Kingdom because uh, Tim Wilde represents the UK, while uh, Saul Rogers represents England. England's part of the UK. The UK is not all, you know, is not just England. But uh, this this is a really good fight. I, I implore you guys, to, if you get a chance, go back and watch this one. It was, it was really good. But uh, Wild with the victory there. And uh, to round out the main card, Justin Gonzalez gets the decision win over Andrew Fisher. Uh, I really thought Fisher had a good chance early. And then Gonzalez was able to uh, just, just kind of take it over and, and uh, get the win. Their next event, I believe, is not till like the 18th. Or so did I, did I get that right? Is not till November 18th in Chicago at the Wintrust Arena, where it will be Nemkov versus Anderson two, and Pitbull versus Nemegamedov. That is going to be an insane card. But Bellator heating up as they always do. UFC had UFC Fight Night, where Calvin Cater and Arnold Allen were the main event. And, you know, this goes down as a TKO victory for Arnold Allen, who was, this fight was, was pretty even to me. I, I had Calvin barely ahead 60-40 when this happened. Um, it was, it was basically, it, it was a referee slash doctor stoppage, I guess is a way to say it. Where um, where uh, unless I'm just mistaken, Calvin Cater's shoulder kept coming out or came out and they couldn't get it back in or something. So I mean, you hate it, but Arnold Allen wins, and so he's 19 and one, and he moves on to bigger and better things. And Calvin Cater will get his shoulder fixed and be right back in it. Uh, it sucks to see a main event end that way, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, elsewhere on the main card, Max Griffin get the split decision win over Tim Means. Pretty solid fight. Uh, Valdo Cortez Acosta gets unanimous decision win over Jared Vandera. Those are two heavyweights that were slinging at each other. That was, that, those are always fun. Uh, Trayson Gore ends up with the submission win over Josh Frumd. Uh, Khalil Roundtree Jr. got the split decision win over Dustin Jacoby. Judges were busy on this card. Just like they were with Bellator. Uh, and Roman uh, Deleuze got the TKO win over Phil Hawes. Good win for, for, uh, uh, for Roman Phil Hawes, it happens. It happens, man. Sometimes you just get caught. And then uh, shout out to Marcos Rogero de Lima, who submitted uh, the ageless wonder of Andre Arlovsky 
Arlovsky. That was his 55th fight. He's probably going to pass Jim Miller and some others here soon. But uh, good for Marcos that he was able to pull out uh, the big win there. That moved us to – those are fight nights, by the way. So you go to ESPN Plus and watch them whenever you want. So go watch them. Uh, that leads us to fight night for this this Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday, the 5th, where Marina Rodriguez and Amanda Lemos are going to go toe-to-toe. And if you're a fight fan, you want to watch this one. Both of them have had just crazy careers. Marina is 16-1-2. Yep, that is two at the very end there. And those are not losses. Those are no contests. You and Amanda Lemos, well, she's 12-2-1. She has one as well. Uh, these two women's strawweight contenders are, they're going to start, it's going to be a lot of, of uh, on the feet, just slinging bombs. And then I feel like Amanda is going to try to maybe go to the ground with this, but Marina is, is uh, pretty good down there too. So, it's just every time one is going to try to take an advantage, it's going to feed into what the other one does well. So that's why I think this one is going to be just a fantastic fight. Um, I'm going to pick, I'll go with the favorite. I'll go with Marina Rodriguez. She is a minus 210. It's not a bad number. Uh, Amanda Lemos at plus 175 is not bad either. But uh, I will go Marina Rodriguez. Co-main event, we're going to get Neil Magny versus Daniel Rodriguez in the welterweight division. Neil Magny is a minus 120. Daniel Rodriguez is a plus 100. Both pretty good numbers. They think this is a pretty even fight. Um, I think Neil Magny should win. Uh, I'm going to go Neil Magny on this one. I just uh, I think the experience, he's slightly more experienced. I think that uh, I think that uh, it's going to be a good fight too. I think these are all going to be good fights. It's just I, don't know, I look at them like a proud papa or something, you know. Just uh, I can't pick I can't pick choose between my kids. I like them all. Um, match number three in the heavyweight division: Chase Sherman versus Josh Parisian. Uh, Parisian. Can, can throw those cinder block hands for sure. He is a plus 105. Chase Sherman is the favorite at minus 125. When Chase puts it all together and stays focused during a fight, he is one of the best heavyweight up-and-comers there is. But sometimes, I, I don't know if he's, if he's like chasing a certain kind of finish or something, but... I think he's going to put it together here. I think Chase Sherman is going to be your winner. We're going to get Tajir Ulenbakov, who is the minus 210 favorite over Nate uh, Maness in the flyweight division, 13-2 versus 14-2. Um, I think Tajir Ulenbakov is, is probably going to win this. I'm probably by submission. I think he's going to find a way to uh, make Nate tap. And um, that's going to be a fun fight. And then lastly, on the – this this is all the ESPN Plus as well. 
Uh, Grant Dawson versus Mark O. Madsen. Grant Dawson's the minus 220 favorite. We got plus 180 for Mark O. Madsen. You know, Mark at plus 180 is is not a bad number at all if you want to throw some ducats down. Uh, minus 220 for Grant. That's not too bad either. Um, I'm actually going to call the upset. I'm going to say Marco Madsen gets the victory here, improves to 13 and 0. It's crazy to be an underdog, and you're you're 12 and 0, and the other guy's 18 1 and 1. But uh, I think Marco Madsen's going to find a way to win this one. And then the other fight I wanted to talk about, uh, actually, there's two. Miranda Maverick is going to take on Shayna Young in the women's flyweight. Miranda Maverick is a minus 625 favorite. Plus 450 for Shana Young. That'd be worth 10 bucks. Throw you $25 down on that. I very heavily agree that Miranda Maverick is more than likely going to win this one. But at plus 450, a couple ducats down. You know? But uh, Miranda Maverick is, is going to continue to surge ahead in the, the women's flyweight. Hopefully with a victory over Shana Young. And then Pollyanna Vienna. Hadn't seen her in a little while. She's a minus 125 favorite over Jin Yu Fry, who was a plus 105 in the women's strawweight. Uh, big Pollyanna Vienna fan, so obviously I am going to pick her to win this. But uh, Jin Yu Fry, she, it's, it's, it's almost even odds for a reason. So uh, this fight night looks, looks to be incredible. Um... Don't remember the start time. Do we know a start time? Ah, there we go. Prelims are at 4 p.m. ESP is all on ESPN Plus. Main card at seven. And uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I was corrected as I, as I uh, found the time for this. That um, it wasn't a shoulder. It was actually a leg injury. Thanks for the correction there, Sassy. But it was actually the leg injury that Calvin Cater got and uh, ended his fight. Uh, the shoulder, I think, I'm thinking of T.J. Dillashaw, I think. It's, it's, I think. It, it's somebody with a shoulder problem. I can't remember. When you watch as much fighting as I do, sometimes it runs together, and I apologize. But a uh, leg injury for Calvin Cater. Um, but that is going to do it for our combat sports. Let's jump into the world of professional wrestling. Let's actually start. Let's actually start with New Japan. New Japan, because these were two incredible matches, and uh, I just want to shake it up. New Japan Pro Wrestling, they showed us there was a big multi-man match that was... Los Ignorables de Japón, otherwise known as Naito, Sonata, Bushi, and Takahashi. I'm a big fan of theirs. And they took on another guy I'm a big fan of, Will Ospreay, TJP, Hanare, and Akira. And this was a pretty good uh, eight-person match. They, they all traded some good shots and did some good things. Uh, Naito and Osprey faced off a good bit. They're going to face off here soon for one of Osprey's belts, I believe. I believe it's the U.S. title. I don't remember. He's got a couple. 
But uh, in the end, this come down to a mystery masked man that come down and took out Akira. And, and so Bushi was able to get the win. And they do, I mean, this, this guy takes like five and a half minutes to take this mask off. I don't know if it got stuck or they were trying to build it up, but at some point, just take the dang mask off. He takes it off to reveal himself to be wearing another mask because he was Titan. It was good to see Titan. And he officially joined Los Ignorables de Japón. As uh, he did the salute with them and did the pose, and that group just got a lot stronger if he is added to it. Uh, but uh, overall, good match. But the point of the match clearly was to introduce him to the group, and so now he's a part of the group. And then also the main event on this week's New Japan was Jonah versus Okada. I really, really thought Jonah was going to take this a few different times. Uh, he is just, uh, he is a big snowball of a man from, I don't even want to guess where he's from. I have an idea, but I do not want to be wrong because the two places I'm thinking are very different. But uh, Jonah is just incredible, especially his size and the power and everything. And uh, Okada, of course, is just uh, the, the golden boy over there. And uh, it's so incredibly good. In the end, Okada finds a way to win. Just a really, really good match, though. And uh, I, I implore anybody to watch as much New Japan as you can because they are uh, they are doing some really fun things, some really special things. And they're starting the tour. They're starting the tour. The Uh, U.S. a lot, so uh, definitely go check them out if you get the opportunity to do so. Let's talk. Let's talk Impact Wrestling. Good old Impact Wrestling. Who are they? They're they're building up again. They got some big stuff going. Um, the return of Alan Angels as he took on Trey Miguel in an X Division tournament match. They have uh, start. They have to start up an X Division tournament because Josh Alexander's new challenger is Frankie Kazarian, who used his option C, the one-time cash-in, one-time-a-year cash-in, and not just any time. It has to be this time, right after Bound for Glory, I believe. You can cash in the X Division title for a shot at the world title. So that's gonna that's gonna be a big match coming up soon. Now, this tournament they have put together uh, quite a, quite a group. Uh, you've got Black Taru is gonna take on Laredo Kid. You've got Yuyo Yamura against PJ Black. PJ Black is fantastic. Um, Alan Angels versus Trey Miguel, which I'm about to talk about, and then Kenny King versus Mike Bailey, the former champion. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But I know out of the gate, Trey Miguel picked up the win over Alan Angels. Alan Angels is fantastic, by the way. He is part of the Dark Order on AEW that he returned to recently as well, and he also is from Atlanta. So shout out to Alan Angels. 
even though Trey Miguel ended up winning in this one, which makes sense. It'll probably be Trey Miguel versus um, Mike Bailey on one side, and it will probably be Black Taru that has been doing really good lately. And gosh, who else is in that match? It was there we go. Um, probably Yuya Yamura and Black Taru. I, I could I could see Yamura doing pretty good there against PJ Black. PJ Black is really good, but Yamura is part of the Impact roster, so that's what drives me to think he's gonna potentially win that. Although, hey, Kenny King wants to win. Laredo Kid, PJ Black, any of those guys. Not going to hurt my feelings. Uh, but moving on, it was a good opening match. Usually their opening match is, is an exhibition related, and it's it's just a, just a just chaos stuff all over the place. They tend to like have the same openers all the time. And so they, they did a little different, and uh, it was good. Uh, Tasha Steeles took on some jobber that she just manhandled in a couple minutes. Okay, she's kind of back in, in nowhere's land now that she's not in the title picture, but um, it is what it is. Chris Bay took on Tommy Dreamer as part of, it looks like, uh, the Bullet Club or kind of feuding with Bully Ray for some weird reason. But uh, Chris Bay ends up with the win against Tommy Dreamer. This was a good, solid match. Tommy can still go. He's still a great mechanic. And uh, Chris Bay is is one of the more popular guys on the indie scene right now. Uh, looks like Aussie Open is going to be in Impact Wrestling for a good while. They are part of Will Ospreay's um, group over in New Japan, but uh, they're they're quite good. So you lose the Good Brothers, you get Aussie Open. I think that's a, a pretty good trade for. Impact Wrestling, and uh, I look for I look for Aussie Open to do some good stuff. Um, Matt Cardona beat Alex Shelley. Looks like the Cardona, Myers, and Shelley and Saban, Motor City Machine Guns are going to be feuding very soon, and I look forward to that because those are two of the better tag teams in the last probably 10, 15 years. Um, you know, Cardone and Myers haven't teamed as much lately, or at least not in Impact. But trust me, the, the Majors brothers, as they were initially known, are really good and know each other really well. Uh, that moved us to Rich Swan and Josh Alexander were talking in the back, and then Macklin attacked Josh Alexander. And then we come back from breaking this Josh Alexander, Kaz, and Gail Kim. Uh, just, they do a lot of backstage segments, and that's what bugs me sometimes. But hey, they didn't ask my opinion, did they? Uh, Raj Singh with Shiro, or Shira. Got got the privilege of taking on one of the people that I, I am starting to like. He grows on you a lot. Um, 
say his name and, and he appears. Uh, I believe in Joe Hendry, and I think you should too. But uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, either watch Impact or look up some of the videos on YouTube, just Joe Hendry, and uh, just incredible videos. But uh, he's actually a good wrestler too, so shout out Joe Hendry. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo, Giselle Shaw, and Chelsea Green all teamed up. They've made this little triad that's a, a pretty good team. They all teamed up to face Mickey James, Taylor Wilde, and Jordan Grace, of course. Of course, the, the good girls went over the bad girls. But uh, this, was a, this was a pretty good match. You've got six women who know their way around a wrestling ring and have chemistry with each other. And it was really, really good. Really good. Um, to be the main event, a lot of people would say that's not a strong main event. Well, watch the match. It actually was, was quite strong. But uh, that does it for Impact Wrestling. We are going to take a short break where we're going to tell you about our friends at BetOnline.net, and we'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline where the game starts. And we're back here on Strong Style. Make sure to visit our friends at betonline.net as they have the articles, they have the podcast, they have the, the betting lines, the wagers, um, on all your favorite events. And even if it is not legal to do to do so in your area, then, then uh, you can still use all the information they have there to be a smarter, better fan. Fantastic stuff from them. Um, I want to jump into some AEW. Let's go AEW Dynamite. Where uh, it opened up with Claudio Castanoli and Wheeler Yuta, who took on Jericho and Daniel Garcia. Uh, what was kind of cool was that Claudio was able to get the win over Jericho. Because he didn't beat him for the title, as he, you know, Jericho beat him for the title. Um, some of the Jericho stuff is it's kind of cool. Some of it is just you can tell he has a lot of booking power because his people go over a lot, and it makes no sense when they do. But in this one, he he did the job for Claudio, and that was fantastic, as that will probably lead to more matches with them. Down the road. Swerve and Keith Lee took on FTR. And uh, underhandedly, of course, because Swerve is involved. 
was able, uh, Keith Lee and Swerve were able to get the victory. Uh, this brought out the acclaimed and the gun club that were all down there as well. And uh, the, the tag division in AEW is really heating up, even just based off those four. And, I, and I'm not mentioning some of the even better ones. Uh, MJF talked to Renee and then was interrupted by Stokely Hathaway. It seems like Stokely is, is going to go rogue and do his own thing a little bit and not help MJF as much. We will get to a little bit of that in a minute. As we had Brian Danielson take on Sammy Guevara and Guevara acting like the punk that he, he is. Uh, Danielson was able to get the win, which was a great win for him. Glad Sammy Guevara lost, and uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm taking it a little too seriously. But this was a really good match. Sam, Sammy is still good in the ring, and Danielson is still one of the best by far. Jamie Hayter got to face her old nemesis Rio. Rio, by the way, was the inaugural AEW Women's Champ. A lot of people don't remember that. She was the first champ. Anyway, Jamie Hayter was able to take care of Rio in this one. Uh, really good women's match. It's these two do know each other. They they know how far they can push each other. It, it was it was a really good match. One of the better matches on the card, in my opinion. Um, Moxley defended his title belt, his heavyweight belt, against Penta El Zero Miedo. Uh, Moxley ends up with the win. Uh, not real sure what happened to Penta. I don't know if he got knocked down at the end or what, but the firm, otherwise known as Stokely Hathaway's group, come down and attack Moxley, and uh, they had a few shots for Penta, but I didn't really see where he went. He maybe got out of the way. And then MJF comes down, and looks like he's going to help the firm, but instead he starts um, helping Moxley, and then he gets dropped for his participation in that. So it's looking a lot like an MJF face turn, which could very much be needed. He's been a heel for so long that that face turn could be good, and it could be right in time to win the uh, the belt from Moxley. But that led us into AEW Rampage. Moxley took on Matt Menard. Uh, Moxley clearly wiped the floor with him, as he should. Menard actually held his own i got to give him a little bit of credit here that Menard, uh, to be the goofy-looking loudmouth that he normally is, uh, he's, he's actually pretty pretty good in the ring. Uh, he did a good job here. Of course, Stokely Hathaway and Lee Moriarty came out. Moriarty looked like he was trying to challenge Moxley, and Moxley looked like he wanted to eat a bread sandwich instead. I mean, just <laughs> he didn't seem amused at all. And it just come from so out of nowhere. No build-up, nothing. Try harder, AEW. You, you missed the boat on that one. Uh, if Moore already gets a match with Moxley, good for him. But uh, after the match, you may not think it was so good for him. We're going to get a world title eliminator tournament. Where basically there's a tournament to determine a number one contender for Moxley's title. We don't know who's in it yet. We do know that... Uh, that we should know soon. There, I guess they're going to tell us this week. 
They just wanted to tell us there's going to be a tournament, and then they'll tell us who's in it later. Uh, Keith Lee completely flattened Serpentico. The acclaimed were able to come down, swerve, swerve and Billy Gunn. That segment where it looked like he was trying to mangle his fingers with a set of pliers. We don't need that. There, there's enough stupid things going on. We don't we don't need crazy stuff like that. Um, the only reason we'll mention this next match is because of the person who actually did win. Uh, Tay Mello, Ty Mello, I guess, with Sammy Guevara, took on Madison Rain. Madison Rain, still top of her game, still a fantastic performer. She is a coach for AEW for a lot of stuff, and I know she does a great job there. But um, once again, Ty Mello associated with Jericho, or associated with Sammy, who's associated with Jericho. So she gets top billing over Madison Rain, and that's that's a travesty. Um, Wardlow took on Matt Taven. It did not go well for Matt Taven, uh, as he was uh, basically left left like the Melvin he is in the middle of the ring after Wardlow power bombed him. I lost count how many times, but uh, even uh, Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis Bennett couldn't do anything to help him out. Wardlow retains his title. And lives to powerbomb another day. Now, at the end of this, Mike Bennett and Taven start attacking Wardlow. And then Samoa Joe comes out. And then Powerhouse Hob comes out. And then the Embassy comes out with Prince Nana. And it looks like Hobbs may be joining the Embassy. He didn't, he didn't technically join, but he didn't technically not join. So that, that left us at a, an interesting little conundrum there. I think it could help him greatly if he does. He could definitely learn from a lot of the people there. But we will see what all that means uh, tomorrow night. Let's go to WWE. It's got the Crown Jewel event coming up this weekend. Um, over... Over in the Middle East. And I will go over the card for that right now. There we go. It is in uh, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And that will be... Doesn't really say a time. Okay. Anyway, here is the card for this one. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some kickoff stuff as well, but you're going to get Alexa Bliss and Ashka, who are going to take on Damage Control, as Alexa Bliss and Ashka uh, are the current tag team champions, and Damage Control, Dakota Kai and EO Sky, are trying to uh, get their belts back as they're the former champions. The Usos, Jimmy and Jay, are going to take on the Brawling Brutes of Rich Holland and Butch for the Tag Team Undisputed Championships. That should be fun. Uh, I will say Damage Control gets their titles back. I would like to see the Brawling Brutes win, but it doesn't make sense that the Usos had them for this long and then just lose them randomly to this team. 
I say the Usos retain. Bianca Belair is going to be in a last woman standing match with Bailey for the Raw Women's Championship. I, you guys know I'm, I, I respect Bianca Belair. I don't have anything against her. She's not much of a fan. And uh, I am a big Bailey fan, so I'm just I'm going to go biased here. I'm going to say Bailey is going to find a way to win this one. Braun Strowman is going to take on Omos in a singles match. I don't know how they're going to do that one. That's two massive human beings in the ring together. Um, so we will see what happens if things come apart. But um, give me Braun Strowman because he's probably just going to keep winning matches pretty easily until he gets the title shot. There's going to be a steel cage match with Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre. I think Cross is going to win that. Because I, like I said, I think he should be one of the next contenders for the belt. Um, and Drew McIntyre has had the upper hand this entire time. So I am going to say... I'm going to say... Yeah, give me Karrion Cross to win the steel cage match. Um, and and this, this should be the most anticipated match right here. And the main event is second, by the way. As far as importance, in my opinion. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley are going to take on each other. In a... Um, uh, just a regular singles match, but these two are going to destroy people. <laughs> They're going to destroy each other, and it's going to be... Uh, exceptional. I, I can't wait to see this matchup between these two uh, just amazing brutes. Um, Bobby Lashley. He's around full-time. Supposed to brought me in part-time, so give me Bobby Lashley to find a way to win this. Uh, in the co-main event, or at least the what they say is the second biggest match, the O.C., AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson are going to take on the Judgment Day of Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. Of course, Rhea will be down there. Um, I think the OC are going to win. I just think that they're going to win. Uh, should be a good match. Those are those are all really good people. And in the main event, Roman Reigns is going to defend his Universal Championship, his undisputed Universal Championship, against Logan Paul. This was a good pivot that I did not see coming from WWE. I thought they did a fantastic job. I thought they did a, a just a amazing job of Roman needed somebody to go against, and they had Logan Paul just kind of call him out. Just fantastic. Uh, Roman's obviously going to win, but we're going to really see how good Logan Paul is in a wrestling ring after uh, after this match this weekend. And of course, like I said, that's in Saudi Arabia on Saturday, I believe. Um, some non-Crown Jewel related stuff that happened this week on Raw. R-Truth had some really funny moments with uh, with uh, as beat The Miz, but R-Truth is hilarious anyway. Uh, he was on NXT as well. Um, uh, 
looks like Theory and Seth and Mustafa, Mustafa Ali are going to kind of get into it. That's going to be kind of fun. Uh, Seth should take that, but Theory can and Ali can learn a lot from Seth Rollins, and that's that's what I think is definitely going to happen there. Uh, we got to see the return of Elias as he took on Chad Gable with Otis. Um, you know, there for a while, we kept seeing Ezekiel, which is Elias's younger brother. Now they have another one, um, El Elroy Elron. I didn't quite hear what the other one was, but uh, good to see Elias back, and good that somebody does have the brakes and the parameters on him that were holding him back uh, before. But uh, good to see him. JBL kind of mentoring Baron Corbin is only going to make him better. And I think it's a great pairing. He had a great match with Gargano as uh, he beat Johnny Wrestling, which is a good win for him. Um, is there anything on SmackDown? Oh, Ronda Rousey had an open challenge for her SmackDown championship, and she defended against a returning Emma. Emma it was great. Uh, Emma said it was it was really cool to be back, and she's going to be back more, more permanently now, as she's no longer in Impact Wrestling. She is back in the WWE. Uh, we've got to see Legato Del Fantasma with Selena Vega. Take on Hit Row and Nakamura. And actually, Hit Row and Nakamura end up with the win in this one. And uh, BFAB did her part as well. So uh, I, I like all the people involved in that. So uh, just some fantastic things they have going. Nakamura actually has permission for WWE to wrestle with Pro Wrestling Noah coming up in January as it is. Um, Great Muda's farewell tour, I believe, and uh, he, he's going to be a part of it. I think he's going to actually get to go against him, so that should be fantastic. And WWE said, you, you have our blessing to go do that. We have no problem with you doing that. That led us to the main event, which was Karrion Cross, who beat Madcap Moss. This crossover Moss. Um... You got to make Cross look good because Drew McIntyre's been wiping the floor with him for the past couple weeks, and then Bray Wyatt comes out again and he's talking to the audience and he's interrupted by a guy in a mask. It kind of looks like uh, kind of looks like the way Primus was dressed up in and and uh, uh, the song Winona. If you just just go look that up and uh, I it. Yeah, it's just safe for work. You guys should be okay. Uh, but he was interrupted by the, that guy who they're calling Uncle Howdy. So it seems like Bray, who's trying to play it straight, is going to be haunted or, or called upon by this Uncle Howdy character. And I, I kind of want to see how that uh, plays into some stuff. It was it was an interesting wrinkle because I do think at some point Bray will get another group he can lead around. But for now, it is just him. So we will see what happens. NXT this week, um, they opened up with a match that almost caused me to stop watching NXT. 
or stop watching during this this part. KC uh, squared. It's Casey uh, Canazaro and Caden Carter, who are the current tag team champions. They defended against Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark, who actually thought they'd won the match until they found out that the wrong person of KC squared was, was in the ring and pinned. And so the match restarted and KC squared ended up getting the victory. I thought it was fantastic. It was going to pain me so much if they lost to Lions and Stark, who are heavyweight singles contenders that they just slapped together because they had nothing better for them to do. And uh, I don't like when they do that, when established teams have to put over these new thrown together teams, just not a big fan of it. So glad KC squared were able to get, the win there. Uh, I told you guys there was an R-Truth segment. Him and Walt, Grayson Waller and Wesley had a <laughs> had a really good time in the ring. Uh, Waller is confused as ever, but it was really good. Um, Shotzi took on Last Legend and got, was able to pick up a win. It was good to see Shotzi back for a minute. She'll be back in SmackDown later on. But for now, she came down to beat Last Legend. Um, we had a segment with the Creed brothers and Damon Kemp and then Sangha and Veer Mahan that have kind of started to team up now. They're going to be a fun team. They, uh, they come down and took out the Creed brothers. They're going to be a fun team. If, if it's them and the Creed brothers to start with, then, then that should be a pretty good feud going forward, I would say. We had a tag team title match where Pretty Deadly defended against uh, Idris Anolfe and Malik Blade, who came oh so close to being the new tag team champions, but Pretty Deadly finds a way to retain, and they do. We see Schism come out, which are the Dyad and Joe Gacy, and they have a hooded masked friend who is revealed to be Ava Rain. For people who don't know who Ava Rain is, I understand. But I bet you have heard of her father. Her father goes by Dwayne Johnson. Yep, that is The Rock's daughter. I know they had a segment on tonight's show that I have not seen yet, but I know they were going to have a segment where she's going to explain more of why she joined Joe Gacy and Schism, which is what they're called. I look forward to it. That's that's a fun group that I look forward to the things they're going to do. Uh, Indy Hartwell beat Sol Ruka. Electra Lopez come out and, and uh, knocked them both around. Sol Ruka is still very green. But uh, I, I didn't really like the fact that Indy Hartwell was kind of taking exception to the way Sol Ruka was doing. Um, then the main event, we had Ilya Dragunov versus J.D. McDonough. Uh, these two know each other so well. They have faced each other so many times in UK, NXT UK. But uh, for the American audience, we got to see this for the first time in a while, and it it was really good. I'm a big McDonough fan. Dragonoff is pretty good. 
I like his passion, and he, he kind of gets fiery into it in the middle of matches, which is fun. But in the end, McDonough wins, as he should. And I think, I don't know if that makes him top contender again or not, but I look forward to the rematch if it's just him and Braun uh, Breaker. I think that, that could be the best match. But, hey, that's going to do it for us. That's all the wrestling and all the MMA that happened in the week that was last week. Thanks for tuning in to another great edition of Strong Style. I am Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. Go watch wrestling. Go watch fighting.